Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. world outside your window is a real piece of shit but here on post show recaps we're making everything super that's right it's the everything is super podcast talking about peacemaker the dc comic superhero show on hbo max i'm josh wiggler dancing my way into your podcast feed alongside kevin mahadeo the vigilante kevin oh my god josh listen when people put graffiti on walls the obvious solution is to kill them mm-hmm. <laughs> that's true vigilanteism right there i josh josh do you really said, do you really <laughs> do you really want to taste it uh is my i, I question really want to do you. like a crab dance that's for sure um Remember when we said Hawkeye was like the best superhero show? <laughs> <laughs> wow, here we go. Wow, it's, it's, right it's out not, the gate. It's not over yet, so I, I'm probably jumping the James Gunn until the show is over. Uh, but for right now, mother of God, do I love this show. Yes. This is everything I wish DC shows could be and DC as a whole could be. Uh, just... Wow, they really went for it in this show. <laughs> Indeed they did, and so shall we. Everything is super returning to your podcast feeds here in the new year, 2022. Happy New Year, Kevin. 
Oh my god, that's right. I forgot that we haven't done that. First Everything is Super everything podcast is of 2022. Of course, Kevin and I have still been chugging along on the Extra podcast, which is our <laughs> X-Men, the animated series rewatch that we do for the patrons of Post Show Recaps. We keep that free to listen to for non-patrons as well. You can just go to patreon.com slash recaps to catch episodes of the X-Men podcast. You can listen for free on the patreon.com slash recaps site but it is our first podcast in the main feed of 2022 uh we have been coming out on wednesdays for the last several uh weeks because of hawkeye when we were doing the podcast peacemaker is going to be coming into your feeds in the sunday monday spot for the next little while give kevin and i a little bit of a chance to watch the episodes think about them read about them uh do some uh do some prep on our end to make sure that we are uh able to do peacemakers just the best way for our schedules so we'll be coming out a few days after an episode of peacemaker drops if you're not aware of what peacemaker is this being the focus of our podcast for the next little while uh it is a brand new hbo max tv series Three episodes half premiered of Peacemaker. It stars wrestling extraordinaire John Cena as Peacemaker, a strangely helmeted, uh, hard-killing, hard-hitting, foul-mouthed idiot superhero uh, who was previously featured in James Gunn's The Suicide Squad, which came out over the summer of 2021. Kevin and I podcasted about that in the patron feed as well. Once upon a long time, I will link to that in the show notes and make that free to listen to on patreon.com slash post recaps as well. So just head over there to the link in the show notes. If you want to hear Kevin and I talking about the suicide squad movie, is it mandatory watching before you watch peacemaker? Well, there's a previously on uh, at the start of peacemaker here, Kevin. So I guess that they try to go out of their way to clue you in on what you missed from the suicide squad. But I'll be the one who says, I think if not mandatory, highly encouraged that you watch The Suicide highly Squad encouraged. first, both so that you can glean a lot of the story details that are happening on Peacemaker, because a lot of things that happened in The Suicide Squad have relevance here in Peacemaker. But perhaps even more importantly is so you know whether or not the tone of this show is for you, because that movie, The Suicide Squad, hyper violent hyper bad language, very, very vulgar and dirty, also emotional in surprising ways, and such is the case with the Peacemaker television series. So if you have not watched The Suicide Squad, recommend you do that before you settle in for Peacemaker. Kevin and I had both watched The Suicide Squad previously, obviously, and so we were both ready for Peacemaker? Question mark. I don't know, Kevin. Can one truly be prepared for what it is we have seen so far? I really don't think so, because I went into the show thinking I kind of knew what it was going to be like and was very wrong. Even like the Suicide Squad, I, again, like Josh, also highly encourage you watching it. I think it's one of the best superhero films DC has put out. It's just very fun. It's a very different tone. Suicide, The Suicide Squad movie, I always got to emphasize the Suicide Squad. Don't watch Suicide Squad. That's yes probably the worst a very important movie. distinction that um, uh, i needed to make with some the, friends of mine uh as i was uh recommending uh the suicide squad to a uh, shout out to to ben billy and owen kevin knows him uh and <laughs> yes, I, uh, I was like don't watch the wrong one watch the right one first yes um the, the article matters elba. watch the one yes, with the suicide squad um with the idris elba um that movie felt obviously different but more I think 
like a spiritual like spiritually aligned with like guardians of the galaxy right there was like a vibe there to it this movie or this show holy crap i i came in expecting that and it's not this this feels i my fiance said it best this has a very deadpool-esque vibe in terms of like tone it doesn't have the fourth wall breaking like nonsense of Deadpool, but in terms of tone, there's a lot of that. Like the level of irreverence in this show and like absurdity is through the roof. And I think for me, for the better, when you have a show where a bald eagle hugs a man, like Eagly. straight up hugs him. Yeah. Oh my God. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. And just the opening credits, I lost it. Like that was the moment where I'm like, this show is not at all what I thought and is even better than I could have hoped it to be. Uh, John Cena, yeah, wrestler extraordinaire. Not to downplay wrestlers. A lot of them try to make this jump, but he's also a pretty good actor. <laughs> like, I think he does a really good job in this show doing what he should be doing for this character. But not only the, like, comedy parts, there's emotional stuff that happens. Like, when he's sitting there with his I'm very dad proud of him. at the uh... table... I'm very proud of I my mean, Twitter, my Twitter follower, dad. John Cena. I'm really proud of my oh Twitter my God, follower, I, I keep John Cena. I forgetting about that or blocking it out. One of John Cena, who follows uh, at Round Howard on Twitter. Do you want to be cool out there? Do you not follow at Round Howard? Be like John Cena and follow me at man. Round Howard. You don't have to follow Kevin at Kev Mahadeo because John Cena doesn't follow Kevin. <laughs> he does it, and it's sad. Yeah, uh, John Cena uh, took his eagle wings, his Twitter wings, and wrapped them around my <laughs> handle and hugged me. Did you me. get it on camera? Did you, yeah. did you get a picture? Yeah, did you get the picture? <laughs> uh, no, he's really great. He's so funny, um, but there's also some emotionality to this as well. I think clearly the show is getting into the territory of very bad dads uh, yes. and the ways in which that can mess you up horribly, potentially irrevocably. Um, so a lot that's going on there. And that shouldn't be a surprise if you know that the pe pedigree of Peacemaker is, uh, yeah, it's a DC show. That can be hit or miss considering some of the movies, um, but it is a James Gunn show. And James Gunn, director of the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, director of the Suicide Squad, um, is not only um, you know credited as a creator of this show, uh, but wrote every single episode and directed many of them as well. Um, so this is a really special thing that I was really excited about, um, but I was just tickled by it, Kevin. I did not anticipate being quite as, um, as engaged and amused by Peacemaker as I've ended up being. And I watched those three episodes. The first three episodes came out. Um, they have incredible uh, titles, uh, A Whole New World, uh, W-H-I-R-L-E-D, uh, Best Friends For Never, and Better Goff Dead, as they are trying to kill this butterfly-infected Senator Royland Goff in the third episode. Uh, and all three of them are just absolutely insane and have to some degrees blurred together in my brain. The good news, and I'm happy about this, I like having that opening shot, give me three episodes right out the jump. That's fun. Let's engage it that way. Um, but we are going to be moving into one episode a week from this point forward. It looks like running through February 17th is going to be the final episode of Peacemaker Season 1, I believe. I do think the idea is this is a show. It's not a limited show. I think that they're trying to make Peacemaker as a TV show, Kevin, which I, I'm thrilled I, about. 
I would love that. Um, but like obviously it's dependent on viewership, but I hope more people check the show out. I think the three episodes was smart. Uh it's the I don't remember who did it first. Hulu, I think, maybe Hulu. Hulu uh, does Amazon. that. Prime has done yeah. it a little bit too. Prime yep. has done it, but I was trying to remember who did it first, and I think it might be Hulu. But like I think that's smart to do the HBO three episode Max drop. can be a little odd though. Sometimes they do a three episode drop and then they give you sometimes you they know do it weekly. Sometimes they do it weekly. It's a little hard to know and gauge. Uh for instance, the really wonderful station eleven just wrapped, but it felt like it also just started because they would have three up. They started with three, then they gave you two, then they gave you two, and they just like churn through it really, really quickly. That doesn't like either drop me everything or give it to me weekly is sort of my philosophy with the streaming shows. But uh, you do you streaming service of choice. Uh, it seems like HBO Max is going to give us one a week from here on in. Uh, extend the amount of time that I have to spend with the I greatest opening that. credit sequence of all time, please. Yeah. I want to spend as much that. time with that opening <laughs> dance for as long. Yeah, taste it, then digest it. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> yes, uh, very important. Um, the the script apparently described the dance sequence, the the opening scene, which we probably need to spend a good amount of time talking about, Kevin. So, uh, may as well get into it. Um, that it was described as the greatest opening credit scene of all time as well as the weirdest dance you've ever seen and everyone in it is completely and 100% serious. Those That's were the, those were the, the edicts uh, driving us through the opening credit sequence. Um, and I can't even tell you how many times uh, since this episode, since these episodes dropped Kevin, that I have dropped uh, the gif of uh, John Cena uh, and vigilante uh, and everybody else just, stomping at the camera and doing yep. all sorts of strange stoic movements with their arms the oa is shook these are the movements this is what's going to open up the trans-dimensional portals into other realities kevin this You're is referencing the, the oa thing. the netflix show that was canceled like four years ago the movements kevin they'll save us all jesus there's no octopus in this. That's a that's a different franchise. That's Watchmen you're thinking of. There's yeah. starfish, but no octopi. Uh, uh, yeah, that sequence is great. One, honestly, the dance moves are like phenomenal in their own right, but the stone facedness of everyone is really key to I think what sells it. Yeah, for Judo Master at the end for whatever reason, but like, yeah, having. Like, and I don't know, there's such a visual where they spend enough time on each character. And it's not a huge cast that watching these first three episodes, we were constantly just like, okay, who haven't we seen yet? Like by the third episode, we were still trying to remember, like, who haven't we seen? Who has not been introduced? Uh, who's going to be a big player? Who's not going to be? Uh, but like the movements, man, I go around my house just doing that. Like, like again, the that stomp. crab piece where it's just like the yeah. stomp and the arms moving. And then mm -hmm. you go to the side. Like, it's fantastic. It's yeah. It truly is one of the greatest, I think, opening sequences for a show in modern history. It's really great. It's very hard. I mean, nothing is quite like it. Uh, yes, that's accurate. Tis unique. Uh, and I do think if you don't even want to watch the show, which is, you know, your choice, you definitely owe it to yourself to to watch the opening credit sequence of, of Peacemaker. Uh, is just uh, an absolutely, utterly insane and incredible thing. Should we watch it right now on the podcast? Uh, <laughs> and just... I watched it before the podcast, so I yeah, watched but we, it again. But we could we could do the thing where we could just uh, we could just you know watch it on the podcast. Uh, we could sort of like describe what it is we're seeing as we're going. 
uh, and just do like a little bit of a quick commentary on the Peacemaker opening credit scene. So I'm, I'm queuing it up real quick, Kevin. Uh, we're gonna we, we're gonna get this here on the on the call. You see the, you see the credits as it popped up. Ready to go? Judging judging your recommended videos. Uh, don't judge my recommended videos. I, I there's a lot of Spider-Man stuff, and I actually don't know why all of this is here. Oh, I guess we've talked about Spider-Man from time to time. All right, here we go. We are going to press play on the Peacemaker opening credits, and we're going to describe to you as you are going to be listening to what is the name of the uh, of the song? Do you want to taste it by Wigwam? Uh, Josh Wigwam here, and we're yeah. going to watch the opening credits. We'll tell you exactly what's going on. So here we go. Let's hit play. Yes, we do. Okay, so uh, John Cena is alone, and he's got uh, you know his khaki pants and his blue gloves, and he's stomping around at the camera, and he's now joined by Danielle Brooks uh, and and Vigilante, who I don't know if that's the original Vigilante or a different guy because they recast the guy. And they're just like twirling oh, lassos around. Oh yeah, we'll yeah. talk about that. Lots of like spin moves, uh, like flexing, a lot of arm movements, jazz yeah. hands, glides galore. in here. Uh, everyone's sort of flexing. like raising their arms Hip and thrust. humping. Yeah, humping at the camera. There's a lot of humping on this show so far, I should say. So in some ways, it's very out to accurate. Dance with. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, eventually Peacemaker takes his gun out and sort of uses it as almost a. It's almost like a like a, a bouquet Here comes of Robert flowers, Patrick. It kind of feels like Robert Patrick only does a couple of hip thrusts at the camera. Yep. It is apparently uh, to be said, Kevin, that Robert Patrick is a very bad dancer and struggled uh, <laughs> during the filming of the dance sequence. You get the old man neighbor who does like a little I step know, and shuffle. It's great, Judo and Master the from episode one who slid across, which is great. Judo Master and of course, shows Eagley. up. And- Ends up in Peacemaker's arms, and then, yes, uh, Eagly shows up. And uh, the best part of the whole number, Kevin, uh, which is now finished, is Peacemaker at the end holding Judo Master in his arms. Eagly flexes his wings at the camera, and Peacemaker, John Cena as Peacemaker, presents some really significantly labored breathing as if the entire exercise required every last ounce of heart and soul that he had inside of him uh, that, that he put it. it all out there on the he line and in his in his hips and his thighs <laughs> his groin it was all out there <laughs> it is hard to express just how majestic and wonderful it is it's not overhyped this was a thing that i kept hearing about heading into peacemaker was that the opening credits uh rivals like succession uh game of thrones and is in the conversation immediately as one of the best opening credit scenes ever not hyperbolic. Uh, I do not think that, I do think it's. I accurate. love it. <laughs> I love it so much. It's one of those like you never skip it, right? Like they always give you the option skip intro, and you're just like, no, this is one that you watch every time. Um, one of the things that the show is doing that maybe I don't love, especially when you're dropping three episodes at once, is apparently that there's a post credit scene on every yes. single episode of the show. Yes. I uh, I found that out today, uh, so I've missed a couple of them. Uh, and then I went not, back and okay. watched, and it doesn't seem like I'm missing yeah. anything. No, no, no. Clarifying this, it's not a post credits in the sense of like it reveals something that continues the story. It's it's basically an extra scene uh like an extra joke from a scene you saw saw earlier like very clearly this is an edited show like they cut for time so it's it's jokes from previous moments that probably got cut 
or like maybe was improved. I think some of the show might have a touch of improv on it, maybe. Uh, but definitely, it's like jokes. You're just missing jokes. To be fair, a lot of them are worth it. Uh, uh-huh. So like they're great. Uh, but you're not missing like oh, in this scene, you know, you find out that his dad is also a super. Like you don't right. know that stuff is happening. So far, nothing plot heavy. But I guess Correct. we got we got to watch them in case anything plot heavy ends up happening. But I think when you have. Uh, you know, there's a don't look up on Netflix also had a post credit scene. I feel like a streaming show, the post credits on a streaming show is sort of a dangerous proposition with that pop up of the watch the next episode button. I feel like maybe try and bake everything in before the watch next episode button comes up. But I think um, Disney plus does a good job with it because I think that Disney plus actually lets it run. Uh, if there is a post credits, like I think you can program in when that's supposed to pop up. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Yeah. Um, so that way you don't miss those things. But like, uh, the l- listen, the, the show Peacemaker is great. The HBO Max app is not. So, uh, Up and down. you know, you, you just got to know, down. I guess, going ahead of time. So that's what we're here for. Let y'all know. Just keep watching so you get that post credit hit. Um, okay, so we're going to take a quick commercial break here. When we come back, we are going to try and summarize the plot of Peacemaker thus far. We're going to do our best to kind of explain what the show is, what it's about, maybe some theories that we have on the board as well, because I know Kevin is nodding. He's got a lot that he wants to say from the DC Comics perspective. I am sure. What is Operation Butterfly? Stay tuned. We will unpack it all. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right, Kevin, we are back. How does one begin to describe the story of Peacemaker? Could you try and do it succinctly? Is it possible? I mean- 
the, the the easiest description of what the plot is is that peacemaker a um formerly incarcerated villain who sees himself as a hero um was tasked by amanda waller in the suicide squad to become a part of a team to go on covert missions that are like super duper secret off the books in order to reduce reduce his prison sentence in the suicide squad things went sideways upside down all sorts of directions uh he almost died we thought he died but no he survived and then he in this he's in the hospital he breaks out of the hospital thinking he did it he's free he's out of jail they won't come looking for him of course they do they immediately find him they're like hey you were still part of a secret task force so you've got work to do here's your next mission you have to assassinate this senator he's part of something called operation butterfly we're not going to tell you what that is go that's the plot right now as for what happens in this show <laughs> whoa is totally whoa. another thing altogether because yeah <laughs> totally so another thing so peacemaker who is consistently telling us that he is a superhero um is he is he considered a superhero, Kevin? Um, in so in the comics, yes. Uh, he was a superhero. So this is a lot of stuff that is a lot of interesting background that I think is actually going to inform my theories about the show. But what I will say real quick is that Peacemaker is a character that actually doesn't originate in DC Comics. Some comic book history here. Peacemaker originated uh, at an old company called charlton comics it was just fun because if you pay attention to the show you'll see that the police are part of charlton county i think that's 100 percent uh oh yeah that's, here, a, that's obviously. an easter egg for sure yeah. um so that's where he originated and in that world he was a superhero i believe he was non-lethal violence uh but once dc bought these characters he along with um a, a bunch of other characters they bought uh, served as also the inspiration for Watchmen. Everyone in Watchmen is a one-for-one -one parallel to characters from the Charlton comics that were purchased. He is a parallel to the comedian, and you can kind of see a lot of that in the way that he, you know, approaches stuff and the whole like it's a joke what you're trying to do, like the idea of preserving peace through violence. But when he was brought into DC, they made him a little more violent. They made him a little more over the top, uh, especially because it was like the '80s. Um, so he was a hyper-violent character. He doesn't have a long history at DC, however. He's he wasn't a popular enough character. He had like a, a limited series back in the day, uh, and it had a few appearances here and there. So he's not he's not a well-known character in terms of the comics. And I've now lost the thread of where I was going in terms of answering your question. Is he a superhero? <laughs> Would you Is call a him superhero? a superhero? So in the original comics, yes, back in the Charlton days. In modern day, no, he's more like a Punisher type, right? He's more of a, like, I guess an anti-hero type. And in this world, the way they're treating him, this, he's very close to being anti-villain. In the Suicide Squad, he was very much, I think, purposely made to be, like, this idiot. Uh, well, not idiot, but this, like, hard-headed, like, I'm, I'm the, like, government man. I will do whatever it takes. They really, I think, pull him apart in a good way in the show to make him a little more complicated. Uh, I love it. I love that he's just like, no, I'm a hero. I'm trying to do good stuff. When in reality, I would say, Josh, the one thing for certain Peacemaker is, is an idiot. And yes. it's awesome. And yes. I love that. He has some real Johnny Lawrence vibes at times that I really like in that he's he says stupid, misogynistic, sexist, racist stuff at times. Eagle has all... instincts, not talent. 
Yeah. Right. It's yeah. it's just so good in that like he's a moron. He's not purposely or aggressively like um I think like his dad who is in fact like <laughs> you know a Nazi. Um, yeah. He's he's just stupid, and I think like Johnny Lawrence, he has to learn a bit to grow. And I think you're seeing a lot of that. He regrets. He's like he's crying on a bed about the fact that he killed Rick Flag. Right. <laughs> like that right. scene was so good. Rick Flag's final words to him, Peacemaker, what a joke, are clearly living rent free in his helmeted head throughout these three <laughs> episodes of Peacemaker. Um, and he's you know he's having some you know across the the three episodes so far and really culminating in episode three this guy who this guy who's a trained killer you know an expert killer who goes around and is very good at fighting uh puts his body through so much pain and punishment and is willing to do whatever needs to be done in order to establish peace even if that means killing everybody in his way towards that goal is struggling with that you know this there is this operation butterfly that he is forced into, um, you know, going up against, you know, this butterfly program that exists out there that he jokes, well, the last time we did Operation Starfish and it just ended up being a giant alien starfish. Uh, is this just going to be a giant? Am I going to fight Mothra? Uh, and it's like, no, you're going to have to fight. Uh, you know, would you rather fight one Mothra sized butterfly or, <laughs> you know, a million butterfly sized Mothras uh, is sort of the, the question here, I suppose. Um, and he is uh, he's roped into that because he still has the bomb in his head. The members of the Suicide Squad are implanted with these bombs in their heads that will blow up if they go off mission and go off course. And he is still um, embroiled in all of that. Uh, and so the Amanda Waller uh, squad is able to to rope him in to everything. Um, uh, Argus, right, is the name of her uh, is yes. the name of her team, uh, and so we're dealing with a lot of Argus agents in the show. I really love the supporting cast here uh, for sure, but he is being tasked with killing not just this senator, but the senator's entire family in case they are all suspected members of Butterfly. Ugly children, including some <laughs> ugly children that even when it's fairly clear that they are, you know, not human and are probably, uh, you know, uh, not great. He can't pull the trigger. You know, he is he is gun shy. He is having performance anxiety. It seems to be a storyline that is following uh, Peacemaker here. And I think this idea of I'm a joke, I'm ridiculous, I'm not to be taken seriously this feels like the crux that Peacemaker has to get over and unravel. And while he's going to be fighting some sort of weird alien butterfly possessed series of bad guys across the world, which I'm sure you have so much to say about, Kevin. I centrally, I think very clearly, especially by the end of episode two, his father played by the T-1000 himself, Robert Patrick, who I just watched separately get infected by other forms of aliens because i just watched the faculty for the very first time the first time yeah it was awesome that's one of my favorite films i'm so happy that i watched i watched it last night uh for the first time uh, what I had, a cast! I had it's never so seen it. I had never seen it before, and people will listen to the final episode of the 24 Worst Day Ever podcast that comes out in February 
uh, the final episode of February, at least. And it will end with Emily and I saying, well, I think we should probably go and watch The Faculty now. Uh, so we binge recorded that and we say, we'll probably not remember to talk about The Faculty in the next episode of the podcast. We're going to remember to talk about The Faculty in the next episode of the podcast for very relevant reasons. Um, but I ended up watching it last night. Robert Patrick and a whole mess of teachers in town are getting yeah. infected by all sorts of aliens. No alien possession yet, as far as we can tell, that the uh, that the man who is Peacemaker's father, Augie Smith, a.k.a. the White Dragon, is this terrifying, horrible, racist, aggressively so Nazi man who has been imprisoned and is being sworn fealty by a bunch of other prison Nazis that um, this is the thing that Peacemaker is going to have to fight and get out from underneath the shadow of Kevin. Like this will be, I think, really the big central emotional complex of Peacemaker, the HBO show. I definitely think so. And I think like this show very makes very much makes it clear that Peacemaker is a product of his upbringing, right? That that Chris Smith uh, underneath the mask, underneath the toilet seat of a mask, um there's there's more complexities to him that this is a and we get the sense that his dad was was peacemaker previously is this like an inherited oh, no. mantle I, I don't think it's an inherited mantle i think his dad um he's like setting uh, him up he's like you're gonna be stuff. you're gonna be like right. me basically exactly and he yeah. has you know his dad has put a lot of like terrible pressure and just continuously tell him that he sucks that he's a failure that he's you know he's that he's not good, even though he is quite good at certain things. He's very bad at other things. But like the constant degradation from his dad, who he's clearly been trying to impress his entire life, has like put a toll on this character and this and, and him mentally. And I think that's a big part of who this character is and, and how they're trying to shape him. This is not unfamiliar territory in that limited series I mentioned. They introduced the idea that his dad was, in fact, a Nazi and coming to terms with a lot of that stuff. Um, this is obviously a little bit different uh, with the modern day context, uh, sadly. Um, but I love that they're bringing this in. I thought for a second they weren't going to, that they were going to shy away from it. But you know what? I'm glad that that a lot of this stuff is being touched on. I'm glad that they're not trying to complicate his dad and just being like, no, his dad does suck. And because like he grew up in this in this world, like how is he adjusting? How is he changing? How has it affected him? I think is an interesting story being told. Um, that all said uh i mean just look robert patrick is fantastic always and forever so as deplorable as his character is he is great to watch i love that his hair is basically the same hairstyle as chris's just the old man version of it yeah there's just so much there that is just fantastic in the performance despite the fact that his character is horrible Just garbage i really yes. really hate him and he stands yes. for everything that i hate so i look forward to seeing him get eviscerated in highly gory fashion at some point down the line in this show uh that would be very satisfying to watch fork die uh we should have said spoon but every culture has a spoon <laughs> yeah but it makes him feel like a baby what uh, a wonderful <laughs> james gunn type die. i love it i love it so goddamn much like those moments are great <laughs> oh my god so that's what's going on sort of in like the emotional storyline other emotional storylines i mean a lot of uh you know reckoning with identity i think across peacemaker uh, there's Leota Adebayo, who's played by Danielle Brooks of Orange is the New Black fame, who uh, is Amanda Waller's daughter. Uh, yeah, so we do, reveal we, on that one. We, we do get the, the Viola Davis uh, cameo here, which was, which was nice to see, uh, even if only briefly, and we'll see if that turns into anything else. 
She's so funny, very, very relatable because much like her, I also can't just stop talking once I start talking. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's why you have a podcast, Joss. That's, yeah. why, that's why you launched the podcast. Exactly. I'm, I'm going to put my thoughts back inside. Keep so good. In. Can't do it. Uh, but her whole story of, you know, uh, needing to live up to her mother's legacy, also trying to have her family, uh, you know, as well and be safe. But she's have, having to relocate her entire family to being part of this operation. Um, you've got the whole story with uh, with is it, what is it? Amelia, right? Amelia Harcourt. Uh, is the woman that Peacemaker is clearly infatuated with. She has her own storyline of like, she she knew from a very early age that this was the kind of thing that she would be good at. Uh, she's dealing with rampant sexism in her field and uh, even amongst uh, many of her colleagues here on this show. Um, so that is, that is something that's going on with her. I really just like the, um, the, uh, the dynamics between the members of the team. Kevin, I yes. think like very quickly they do establish this ensemble as just like one that is really worth um, at times paying attention to at times rooting for and sort of very similarly to both Guardians of the Galaxy and the Suicide Squad taking some time also to occasionally loathe these people. Yeah, I mean, they're great and they're all complex and I really love it. I mean, you know, uh, Amelia Harcourt, uh, Jennifer Holland, I believe is the actress, yep. um, lo loved her scene in the bar. I thought was great of her handling herself, not worrying about Peacemaker. At the same time, like the, the conversation they had was the most Johnny Lawrence, I think. That was the moment I wrote that note down. Um, but like her dynamic is really interesting because they all have bad stuff about them and they all like she straight up murdered the dude who was just a security guard you know uh in episode three so again they're all complicated and they're all not great but they're also all very funny in their interactions um Mern is very we don't know his full backstory but his whole like he doesn't really express emotion so you're trying to open up on times right uh, but he has no problem expressing anger according to john aka die beard because he's being accused of dying his beard there's just which so uh, apparently is because he had to dye his beard uh when portraying the character in the suicide squad and he didn't want to do it again <laughs> for peacemaker so they turned it into a running joke uh for uh for peacemaker that's incredible yeah. that's incredible i had no idea about the behind the mm -hmm. scenes part of that that's brilliant um but yeah like all the characters i think are complex and interesting and fun especially like these side characters three of whom are from the suicide squad well two of whom are from the suicide squad yeah um and the other two coming in brand new uh but yeah i just there's a lot about their interactions that i just really enjoy and i think that they play so well off each other to create this interesting team dynamic i guess uh especially as they're directing and trying to save him at times uh questioning the fact that he has an eagle sidekick yeah uh, so what is just... the deal with eagly is eagly like a smart eagle or is he just an eagle uh I think is there more is he like, a superpowered eagle or is he just great no no, I think he as as far as as far as I know, he's just an eagle. Uh -huh. uh, there's no like enhancement. This is like of the time period where every superhero had their sidekick, right? Like uh, obviously Superman has Crypto. Most people know that one, but like most people don't know that like Octoman had a a, a a sidekick named Topo, who was an octopus. Like there's just this was the thing to do during this age of comics, and so him having this just like it's just an eagle. He's just a clever eagle i guess he's not enhanced as far as i know maybe they'll reveal that he is i hope they don't 
because I love the idea that he's just a smart eagle who can give hugs and like bring him an opossum while he's sad. <laughs> Everything about Eagly makes me so happy. <laughs> Everything about Eagly. That's I mean, he, where he's just there in his underwear depressed after exploding the woman and he just throws the possum and then like nudges it towards him and then it just goes and sits next to him. My god. Eagly was, uh, was so happy to see Peacemaker again. He gave yeah. him a hug. I and it wasn't was, it was an actual sincere yes, genuine hug. The wings folded I, in such a way that that was an embrace. It was an embrace, and I am so happy that that's the direction it went because I, 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 the immediate thought of a show like this, and to be, I think the the obvious joke is that he's trying to like befriend an eagle, and the eagle just hates him, and is just like an eagle, so it acts like mean or scratches him or pecks at him or whatever. I love the idea that it's just like, no, 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 eagle is his sidekick and like his best friend basically, uh, and I love that. I love that idea. That was unexpected to me, and I love that they went with it. That like this eagle is legit. Just like no, we're I love you. <laughs> like it's amazing. So good. Uh, really, really great. So I love uh, Vigilante, uh, aka Adrian <laughs> Chase, uh, played here by Harry Potter veteran Freddie Stroma, who is a recast. Kevin, um, I did not know that that was a recast. Yes, previously Chris Conrad of the Next Karate Kid fame uh, had played uh, Vigilante uh, and uh, left halfway through production over what James Gunn has described as creative differences. Uh, Interesting creative differences with uh, with uh, the actor who was playing um, Vigilante, and so they had to refilm, I believe five episodes worth of vigilante wow. scenes. Um, I think I can't imagine that uh, they had to, you know, refilm the stuff where he uh, was, you know, wearing a mask, but maybe, I don't know. I don't have like the beat by beat details, but James Gunn said this in an interview that they reshot so much because they had to recast the character. Cannot speak to the performance from Chris Conrad before Freddie Stroma came in and played this character, but vigilante is a whole ass mood as the kids would say kevin it's phenomenal i just this back alley dance when he sees that peacemaker's out of jail he goes he 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 considers them his best friends we see all that he left a lot of voicemails on his phone uh i love when they go and he's depressed and so they go and just start shooting stuff in in the woods which is a very teen boy-esque thing uh to do to make yourself feel better uh, but also, I just love that, like, I didn't know what they were going to do with this character. The way he was originally introduced at first, I thought it was going to be like he's not actually, like, anything. Yeah. But he is like, oh, no, I'm a superhero, too, except he's crazy. He's to the point where breaking the law at all means that he has to kill you. Yeah. Like, when he does his speech Graffiti. about, like, feeling bad. Yeah, because he starts off where it's just, like, murder or rapes or paints you know graffiti on a wall mm-hmm. and i kill that person he's just like oh he's insane cool like i love that they went like that hardcore into him the idea of like what does it mean to be a vigilante and take that to the extreme and it's just like anyone who breaks the law deserves to die i don't know if you saw this post credits i believe it was in the post credits but there's a threesome between amber vigilante and peacemaker and they're lying in bed afterwards and they're Amber and him are passing the joint back and forth. And Vigilante <laughs> says, like, 
Uh, you're lucky this thing got legalized because otherwise I'd have to have killed you for this. But oh my God. like, I love it. I love it. I love the, the extremism <laughs> of him. This is also an older character. This is not a uh, Charleston character. It's so funny because I actually didn't recognize um, Vigilante in the opening credits at first because the Vigilante I'm used to uh, was this cowboy character with a white hat, uh, uh, blue, I believe blue pants and like a red shirt. And we're just like, pew, 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 fire guns, cowboy style. Um, that's a vigilante I knew. So this is like the modern vigilante, basically. And by modern, I mean what's introduced in like the 80s. Um, but like is another character who has not had a ton done with him. So there's a lot of rooms like play around with this character. So it's really fun to like see what directions they're gonna go in, because uh I had no clue that this was this was vigilante, I guess. <laughs> so, so this is interesting. So I mean, the show I hope that the show doesn't like go out of its way to outright redeem peacemaker or anything like that you know i don't i don't know that i'm necessarily interested in peacemaker you know walking away from this tv show as some sort of objective good guy i feel like that's not terribly interesting to me i don't think that's the show (laughs) i really hope not and i i strongly doubt that that's the direction we would go in um but my question would be there's you know degrees of of acceptable vigilanteism in this kind of a story i suppose are we well, due... you're in comics, man? You, right. you have to have a degree of acceptable vigilante. Are we, but are we due for some kind of reckoning between Peacemaker and Vigilante here in a season one? Like, do we expect this to be a relationship that is able to hold? Um, are we still going to be able to have sort of these moments of, in its own twisted, perverted way, genuine warmth and friendship between them, such as when Vigilante says, Hey, let me, let me take that. And he's fine, just popping the kids. Just, oh my god, the, no I, issue I whatsoever. Coming and singing while it was while he was doing it. You know, uh, it was great. Is Love that, that is that going to hold, or are we going to get into a world where it's Peacemaker versus Vigilante by the end of the season? I don't think it should be though, right? Like, I think you're you're entering a situation where that you we can we can make the parallel here with, with Guardians, right? Like, there's there's your Drax who is just like psychotic murderer idiot. Um, and then there's like Star Lord who has levels and Gamora who have levels of I think morality to them, and they still get along, they're still friends. And I hope that's the direction they go because I do think there is a world in which, and I mean, there is a world we're watching it, but a, a, a future world in which this relationship between Peacemaker and Vigilante continues. I don't think Peacemaker ever needs to get to the point of just like we shouldn't kill people, that's weird for the world and what they've set up um and so i hope that they don't do that i hope this friendship remains because again as i've said many times i think friendships between guys are few and far between in in fiction and done in a way where there is genuine warmth and lovingness um that i think we need more of that so i do hope that this remains a friendship i do hope that they keep this level of of uh of intimacy is not the right word but connection with each other And I and it doesn't turn into like vigilante gets possessed by a butterfly and becomes a bad guy. Like I, I would prefer not, you know. Yeah, there could be like a friend breakup though. Is sort of what I'm uh, concerned about. Uh, I do think that there's a world where uh, the the best friends for never the for never piece <laughs> really comes out. Um, but yeah, seeing the two of them hanging out and the just like shooting in the woods and throwing grenade like. It's, it's perverse, but in a in a way that was very enjoyable to to watch. Uh, and there, the three way with what was the name of the of the woman again? Am- Amber. Damn it, Amber. Amber. Yeah. 
By the way, um, some incredible action scenes so far, um, not the least of which, of course, is the fight between Peacemaker and the woman who is possessed by some sort of metahuman superpower who he is going to sonic boom to death with the helmet um, out in the parking lot. Uh, And just watching Peacemaker's very first big Peacemaker fight scene uh, be uh, John Cena in his tidy whities and his helmet uh utterly tremendous really 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 great choice but even just him going around from apartment unit to apartment unit and balcony to balcony with a bed sheet filled with vinyl records of 1980s glam rock albums uh (laughs) it does not get much more james gunn than that it doesn't and it's great though the action is phenomenal and like the moment that he was in his underwear and he put that record on i was like oh this is gonna be an underwear fight scene and again I'm glad about this because this is such a trope for uh, women, right? Like girls are in their underwear and they'll put on music and then they'll be attacked by a a killer if it's a horror movie or get into a fight sequence in their underwear if it's Street Fighter 2, the animated series, for example. Um, Okay. The animated film. Um, That's like a whole thing. It's actually hilariously the best fight scene in the film, but it's Chung-Li in her underwear. Anyway, um, in in this, I'm so glad that they did because I knew it was coming, right? You knew it was going to happen. The moment that, that he's just standing there, the fight scene was great, but it was also mostly him just getting cut up by this like like giant meta human uh, 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 force. Um, and then same way when he's jumping from balcony to balcony, hitting the side, falling, and, and they're all watching him. Uh, Amelia and Leota are watching him do this. It's just he's so bad at this and i love it he's so bad at doing this and it's kind of incredible he's good at one thing it seems which is like killing people uh as we saw in the suicide squad but everything else is part of this job he seems to be terrible at and i love that fact yeah um combining the ideas of the friendship with vigilante and perhaps some of my concern about a potential parting of ways between him and vigilante as well as this conversation we are having about action scenes in the show um brings me to judo master yes uh (laughs) judo master who is the bodyguard of senator goff uh, and wears sort of this hard rubber green costume. Is this very comics accurate, the Judo Master so, costume? Um, okay, so again, a Judo Master and is also, another character. Who is Judo Master uh, initially? Yeah, Judo Master is another character that was from it's another uh, Charlton comics. comics. It yeah. is. It is another Charlton Comics character. Uh, so I, again, was used to the Judo Master of old who wore this really bad uh costume that's like red and yellow with the sun coming out like it's like it's meant to mimic that that look uh and it's just basically a martial artist uh worked for the government not again a character who has they are pulling characters who do not have a ton of history in the dc uh universe to the point that i did not recognize judo master in the opening credits because i'm not used to this costume at all um i am actually hard pressed to say if this is a comic uh, costume straight out of comics uh I will say Vigilante is. Uh, Robin recognized the modern Vigilante costume immediately. She just thought I did too. Um, so she recognized that, but she did not recognize the Judo Master one. So that is must be very, very recent. Or one is just, again, the character has so little appearances that we didn't catch it. So it's hard to say it's super comic accurate. If it was comics accurate for me, it would have been that weird-ass yellow and red one. But I understand right. why they changed that. Because there's a 
there's a there's at least a little bit in there that you're like i don't know what it is but this feels racially insensitive about mm-hmm. this costume yeah um this new one totally i think works do we think judo master is going to join the squad uh is judo oh master gosh. especially with with senator goff dead the butterfly hatched from his brain do we think that judo master is going to sync up with peacemaker or do we think judo master is going to be out for revenge for the death of uh his employer presuming that john didn't murder judo master with several blows of a of a crowbar to the helmeted head um i feel like i don't think judo master is gonna look for revenge judo master is a bodyguard of employment and you know if it, 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 the the employer is dead, uh, they didn't do a good job in terms of what they were employed to do, but the payment source is gone. So they don't really have to be doing anything now. So if for the right money, I think if, if, if they are a freelancer, yeah, uh, they could join the squad if the government decides to pay for Judo Master or in a similar situation, if Judo Master is arrested, uh, I'm not too sure what for um they would have to like suicide squad it up as well task force s and pay off their their debt through working with them so that's that's quite a possibility of happening i hope so because the dynamic is awesome also i just love the fact that judo master beat the shit out of both vigilante and beat up everybody so easily yeah Yeah. uh except it was it was die beard that gets one over on judo master of all people It's that when they're in a car. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, Judo Master versus a car. I got to take the car. Yeah. Uh, car is ultimately going to win out. Is there anything to be gleaned from the fact that in the opening credits, Peacemaker is uh, hoisting Judo Master up on his shoulder? Uh, that the I, two of them, uh, is, that, is that a signal that they will be friends, or should we not try to glean anything reasonable from the opening credits? I don't know <laughs> if we should glean anything from the opening credits, because I think I, I mentioned I think Judo Master is the only one actually having a facial expression, so it's the opposite of a lot uh-huh. of good guys we're seeing, so maybe that's a <laughs> key for the bad guy. I don't know. Yeah. It's really hard. Uh, we'll see how Eagly <laughs> reacts to Judo Master, then we'll know for sure. Uh, I have to just say before we move on to the butterflies, which will be the next and and probably final thing that we really got to get into uh, is that I'm so nervous because I've watched enough James Gunn properties now to know uh, that uh, some sort of heartbreaking moment is on its way. Some sort of terrible death. I don't like Eagley's chances of making it out of this life. Uh, I would be real. real I really don't love Eagley's shot of making it out of... uh, because you could always get another eagerly. It will be like the way that it's justified, sort of like uh, Groot dies so baby Groot can live. Like we'll get baby, <laughs> we're gonna get baby eagerly. Uh, is uh, my eagerly uh, too? Eagerly too. Yeah, is uh, definitely my concern. Yeah, I definitely thought eagerly was gonna get shot in the second episode when it was flying back to the car, uh, and and they were being shot at, and uh, I definitely thought for a moment eagerly was gonna get shot down, and I would have been heartbroken i'm going to be heartbroken if something happens to eagerly there's there's no question there for me uh that it's gonna tear me apart because they do such a good job of making that like a loyal companion like again again it would have been easy if if it's like this dynamic where eagerly is like mean to him and he's just like but i love eagerly and it dies and you have him be like overly dramatic about a pet that clearly hated him but legit a pet that loves you (laughs) and it like that's that that would be, I think, legit gutting, you know? 
Yeah, I think everyone would be able to rally around that, which is why I think Eagly will be yeah. number one on my draft board of like very important main characters to to die. E- Eagly's your older Agent Colson. I think so. I think they they need something to avenge, uh, something to it's unify them in the pursuit of peace. <laughs> um, the butterflies. So we do find yes. out that yeah, once again, it's literal. Uh, you know, literal, which was a great reveal. Uh, and like, and I think that premiering with three episodes was very smart for this. You introduced the idea of Operation Butterfly in episode one, pop it off in episode three, but have uh, have Chris. Uh, I'm gonna have a hard time calling him anything other than John Cena or Peacemaker, but I'll try and call him by his given name. To have to have Chris talk about it was just a giant starfish. Is it just gonna be Mothra? And to say that in the first episode. And then to kind of forget that for a minute, at least I did. And then to have the actual butterfly reading rainbow style drift up into the sky twice as high. Uh, and now we're like, okay, so there's tons of these things all across the world. It is a literal Operation Butterfly. Anytime they're going to call something Operation Animal from here on out, you just got to expect the animal in some capacity. What is this, Kevin? Um, Is there is there going to be big sort of uh, DC Comics roots behind this, you think? Yeah. So this is going to involve some comic book lore uh, here. But as I mentioned, right, like we had a couple instances where they've been referencing older characters, uh, specifically Charlton characters for sure. But this this show goes hard into uh, in a way, confirming the more absurd parts of the DC universe. Like, Batmite is real. That That is a character. That was a it, wild moment, by the way. I love that. Like, so that, like, was another crazy just, thing where I'm like, they're And Batman, Batmite is just a, a from another dimension Batman's biggest fan. He's Mr. Mixius Pitlick, but for Batman. Like, he's from, uh, he's an imp from another dimension that's Batman's biggest fan. He dresses like Batman and runs around. Um, Like, like that's, that's his deal. He's just cool. not evil. Well... He ain't great. Like he's cool. like Mr. Mix's Pitlick, right? Um, but like Dollman is a real character. Uh, he's not from Charleston, but he's from Quietly Comics, which is uh, where a lot of the Freedom Fighters, who are a whole other set of characters, are from. So there's a lot of lore that they're pulling from, specifically from older comics. And specifically, though, I will say there is a lot from Charleston to the point that it is Charleston County. With all that in mind, my theory is thus: from the first episode, when he when he grabs the the device and it opens up. And it has that blue alien-esque writing. My immediate thought was, oh, it's the Reach and Blue Beetle. Uh, The Reach is an alien race inside the DC Comics who have (laughs) writing, I think, kind of similar to what we're seeing. They are somewhat insectoid, depending on like what version you're looking at. The idea of butterflies immediately made me think bugs, which led me to Blue Beetle. And the reason why I went to Blue Beetle is that who is Blue, Blue Beetle? Beetle? I know yeah. who Blue Beetle is, but I'll just ask the question. So Blue Beetle, like Peacemaker, is from Charleston Comics. He's a character from those back in the day. He is a superhero known as Dan Garrett, who found a blue scarab beetle that was created by the Reach, as we are led to discover in modern context, um, and basically gets like tech powers and stuff like that. Uh, this is who uh, Night Owl was based off of in the Watchmen comics. Night Owl and Blue Beetle are one and the same. Um, so again, we're seeing the shared context universe for these characters. In modern day, we had two different Blue Beetles who ran around the DC comics once they were purchased by 
uh, once uh, Charleston was purchased by uh, DC. We had Ted Cord, the most famous probably Blue Beetle, who actually didn't unlock the powers of the Beetle at all. He just uses it as a symbol. And in the modern day, Jaime Reyes, who is the most like Blue Beetle to the point the Scarab has bonded with him. He's able to like have an exoskeleton suit, uh, shoot like different stuff out of there. Lots of tech based things uh, directly connected to the reach. Like the reach is a big part with the Jaime Reyes storyline. That's where it's all introduced. So with all that in mind, when I saw that, I'm like, I think they're going Blue Beetle. I think they're going to introduce Blue Beetle. If not in this series, they're going to introduce the Blue Scarab in this series, which could possibly lead to like, other stuff in season two maybe like bringing in uh like more of the charleston characters including blue beetle so that's my running theory my big theory in this is that they're gonna delve into the reach of blue beetle which i think makes sense if they're doing that charleston connection uh so i would not be surprised to see some other characters pop popping up possibly the question who is another charleston character aka who rorschach is based off of nightshade who silk specter is based off of i don't think they're gonna do Dr. Manhattan slash Captain Adam. That would be two bananas for this series. But uh, I think at least Blue Beetle might be where they're headed on this one. That's that's my running theory. Uh, and if there's other DC people out there who are deep into lore, uh, I would love to hear what you think about that. Um, okay, so a couple of things. First of all, you're not alone. I'm looking in the post of Recaps patron Discord and the conversation about Peacemaker. Uh, your friend and mine, Riley, has Riley, a Riley, I was going to say, like, Riley's probably going to think this. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Riley says uh, his theory is that they're the technology slash agents of the Reach that I think the Reach, this even evil alien race in D.C., are trying to prep Earth for their arrival and are using butterflies to take control of people. So that's Riley's theory. So that's thing number one. Thing number two, Kevin, is are you aware that there is a Blue Beetle movie officially coming? It is slated for 2023. I remember they had said that they were going to do that, but it's hard-pressed to figure out what D.C. is actually going to do and what they're mm-hmm. not going to do. Are, so... you, are you aware, Kevin, that uh, there is already casting in place for the no. Blue Beetle movie. No. <laughs> this really this really confirms my theory, which makes me very happy now. Kevin, would you like to describe the look on my face right now? You are smiling like like the like the cat that ate the canary. You are like a Joker-esque villain right now with um, your smile. Kevin, are you aware that uh there uh there are directors, producers, and writers and a star attached to the blue beetle movie that is this supposed is, to come out really in 2023 exciting. no uh that the <laughs> i that, made all of these theories that the, about the, this the, based the, on nothing except the, pro- the show and now the, the projected release date of august 18th 2023 are you aware that it is a uh, uh, uh jaime reyes blue beetle is uh is the movie that would have been my guess. I mean, like, honestly, I don't think they were going to do, uh, certainly not Dan and not Ted. I think Jaime is, is probably the right director. Right Are ball. you aware of the actor who has been selected to play yeah, Jaime the only way that The only way this gets better is if it's Miguel Diaz from goddamn cobra kai (laughs) kevin are you aware that miguel diaz from goddamn cobra kai aka (laughs) sholo mariduena whose name i'm apologizing if i'm mispronouncing has been cast as jaime reyes (laughs) it's very fun to break news to kevin sometimes (laughs) that's always a fun thing that you get to do oh 
So oh, we've gone our, your, your Johnny Lawrence oh. peacemaker and your Miguel wow. Diaz Jaime is, Reyes theory just got all, a lot more exciting. It is all coming together in ways that I can't comprehend this is incredible so let's hope let's let's hope this is where it's going it'll be really cool either way i think the ride to get to whatever it is they're gonna send our way should be a pretty good one so the game plan is it's gonna be one episode a week until peacemaker wraps up kevin and i are gonna use everything is super uh as our weekly vehicle to talk about the absolute absurdity of peacemaker uh we will have one episode to discuss episode four next week this was really sort of just like our starting opening line of all things peacemaker once we have it uh so that we can just talk about one episode at a time we can really luxuriate in all of the nitty-gritty ridiculous moments that this show has to offer but blanket review of the first three episodes i really enjoyed it i had such a good time uh i got angry at points i really uh i love robert patrick so much i hate this character and i think that that's effective that's where i'm supposed to be with him but god you're not supposed to like the character i despise him and i really am just going to be very unsatisfied if something unspeakably horrible doesn't happen to him uh so i'm looking forward to seeing how that shakes out and how uh uh, justice for Eagly, should anything happen. I want to see Judo Master get brought into the crew. I'm looking forward to the whole ride. I think that this whole ride should be pretty, pretty good, Kevin. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm thrilled. I I went in, we were going to watch the first episode, and we were like, we'll watch the first one, see how it goes, and we'll probably watch the next few ones uh, over the course of the next three days. We liked the first one so much that we just kept going one right into the other. We watched all three in a binge because we just enjoyed it that much. Yeah. So if the rest of it is this level, boy, am I. We're in a good good spot. We'll be in in for a really, really fun time. All right. So that's going to wrap it up here for the Peacemaker podcast on Everything is Super. If you want to hear from uh, Kevin and myself talking more about superheroes, you can listen to our X-Men podcast extra at patreon.com slash post show recaps free to listen to on patreon.com slash post show recaps you have to be a patron in order to get it into your podcast feed uh but really it's five dollars a month if you want to get the patron podcast feed and you get some access to the post show recaps patron discord so it's a really good deal uh certainly kevin and i would greatly appreciate that in addition you would be able to listen to kevin and melissa woodward's uh podcast ya where they are talking about all sorts of young adult fiction which is currently wrapping up its run on maze runner and to continue the hype train and the teases um that podcast is about to take a a really magical turn of its own relatively soon it's going to be very very fun stuff kevin yeah, I hope you uh, I hope you join the trainer with us on this one because it's going to be uh, quite the experience. Um, yeah, I, I won't say too much, but you're going to find out real soon because on the most recent one, we're going to announce what it is. Uh, we're going to have uh, we're going to have a great time. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be really, really good. So the hype train is leaving the station not terribly long from now. You want to get on board while you still have time to get your uh, get your house sorted so that you can come and join us for the ride. Uh, Patreon.com slash post show recaps. Follow Kevin on Twitter at Kev Mahadeo if you want to be uncool. Uh, if you want to be cool, be like at John Cena and follow at Round Howard. Uh, be a part of this train. This is the one that you want to be on, Kevin. Kevin, what do we got to yes. do to get you a John Cena follow? 
uh i don't know more more followers <laughs> i guess like follow me i guess and maybe john cena will join Should that we all spam uh, at john there. cena uh say, don't do that follow kevin mahadeo don't, don't do that don't do no? that then he'll okay. he'll come in and like you know just power Worth bomb me to the it. floor and then just <laughs> listen five knuckle shuffle me to hell don't you tell <laughs> me that you wouldn't want to be power bombed by john cena i would have it would be pretty great He'd i would have him coming you um yeah yeah and also like don't forget to you know i'm just gonna shout it out here if you uh can give us like a nice little subscribe follow yeah review uh for this podcast on any of the podcasting uh devices you check your out podcatcher of choice yeah, podcatcher podcatcher two uh you know yeah. we want to we it, wherever you get everything is super this is something that is very very useful if you are unable to sign up for the patreon but you want to find a way to support post show recaps hit that subscribe button on either the main feed or the everything is super specific feed leave a review leave a star rating these are hugely helpful and extremely appreciated by kevin and myself and best of all totally free of charge just requires a little bit of time and effort on your end but we would greatly appreciate it to spread the word about everything is super and so much else here on post show recap so go do that subscribe rate and review we will be back next week with peacemaker episode four until then everybody take care bye 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 lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.